Welcome to another episode of Self Help Shark. I'm Morgan. And I'm Brett. This is your weekly tips show with Brett. And Morgan. I think you changed the title every recording. <laughs> I think last recording it was, this is your weekly five-step help, and then it's, <laughs> it's a working title, guys. A uh, title um, has been worked, and... Uh, I've molded over several times. Listen to the previous episodes for those other titles. This is the Weekly Tip Show. That just sounds weird, though. The Weekly Tip Show? Tips. Weekly Tip Show. Just, okay. Anyways, I just think, I think it sounds suggestive. Speaking of tips, go tip us at Ko-Fi slash Self-Help Shark. <laughs> we have a tip page now? Yes, we have a tip page now. <laughs> what? So this is the Weekly Tip Show. <laughs> What has Rick been doing with self-help Oh my god! Alright guys, so the reason I'm reacting like this is because the last episode, Brett decided to drop the we're expanding like 15 gazillion ways and didn't tell me until we were on a, like, not a live recording, but I'm recording, so I'm just, I'm still processing that, and we have tips now, so I'm just, and then your segue was just like, alright, alright, so... My five steps that I'm going to do today are how to adapt to sudden change. That's what I'm picking to do because I feel like that's very applicable to our life right now. And that's what I'm currently dealing with. So, um, in all seriousness, no, like, uh, a lot of people might be going through changes right now. People are still having jobs or not having jobs or whatever it may be. I'm personally going through changes in my life um, on self-help shark level and also personal levels. So I guess I just want to talk about shaking my head at bread right now, just so you guys know. Um, so I was going to talk about like how to adjust to change because I'm a person that I have a very hard time with change. I'm like, okay, my schedule's set. I do things this way, that way, blah, blah, blah. That's good to know. About what? I did not know that about you, actually. I don't like change? Yeah. Dude, I have like heavy set anxiety. That's like, oh. that's like one on one of people who deal with that shit is don't bring a lot of change <laughs> and quickly. It stresses them the fuck out. I'm sorry. It's okay. De stress. Thank you. Um. Anyways, so what helps me is step number one. Like I guess. Um, I'm just going to go as I'm doing it in my own head minute by minute, second by second, just because it's, otherwise it's hard to like verbalize what I do. So, um, you hear like, okay, something's happening and you say, oh my gosh, that's a lot. Like you gotta get over the initial shock and say, and like logically think, okay, this isn't that bad or whatever the change is. It's not the end of the world. Like, let me put it in perspective for you guys. When I was in middle school in middle school, I remember meltdown crying because my trimester had changed and I couldn't see my best friend every day anymore and I thought the world was ending and I didn't know what to do. So, just a perspective. I've gotten a little bit better about that. But, um, I guess rationalize what the change is. Realize, okay, what's your schedule now and how is it going to be that much different? Um, and then say, okay... What helps a lot is talking to the person or thing that's making the change. Like if your job changes your shift or something, then say, okay, how does this really affect me? Does this mean I have to change my whole lifestyle? Does this mean I have to wake up an hour early? Does this mean 
I probably can't stay up an extra hour watching Hannibal. Probably. So it's probably not that big of a change. And like, in my experience, after I deal with the change, it might not be as good as the last thing I was going through, but I can live with it. So um, to more make it more of an eloquent step-by-step -step thing. Step one, figure out what changes. Step two, say, okay, how much does it change? Step three, be like, okay, what do I need to change? And then say, okay, is it a big change, a little change? Number four, you change it. And then number five, you get used to it and it's not that big of a deal anymore. So a lot of it is comparing your current life to your future and saying, is this really going to be that bad or that different? Because change is good. I've worked at jobs where literally the only consistent thing is change. Like, we, I bonded really close to a team of mine, and then they're like, just kidding, every, all you guys are going everywhere. And that was hard to deal with, but they did tell you, they're like, the only constant thing is change. And so I'm like, all right, just basically get used to not being comfy. So I guess if you struggle with change, just, I guess, write down, like, if you have a change and um, if you're moving or something, write down, okay, what's my schedule like? How much is this going to do this, this, and this? And logically work through it. And if you're like me where I have to talk about the change out loud um, and say, okay, how am I going to process through this? Absolutely do that. No judgment of any kind. It, it, if you're a verbal person like me that needs to get out of your head with it, then if you need to ever talk to me about a change in your life or something, just getting it out of your head and having a person where you're like, well, you can either absorb this or give advice and go away. Like if you don't care, then I'm absolutely here to listen and help anytime because that's the same way I am. So, um, yeah, that's what I got to say on the subject. Yes. Just to add on a little bit of that, I, I can understand her perspective. Ooh. And it's also kind of ironic because I'm the exact opposite. I'm just like, oh, by the way, word salad at people's faces. That's why I tease you all the time. Like, you know how you nonchalantly make life changes? Just nonchalantly, Brett? This is one thing that you're doing. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I don't find it funny. Is this how I am? Because I'm like kind of super calm and collected. I mean, something major happens in my life, I just pop into, like, someone's room, let it out, and then walk away. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> Literally. It's such a bad thing to do because I'm like, here's all my problems. Bye. <laughs> or here's this what's going on. Bye. Or, like, it'll be like we're in the middle of eating, like, Chick-fil-A or some <laughs> shit, and he'll just be like, hey, guys, I'm changing my entire life and probably moving to California, and we're just sitting here, like, choking on Chick-fil-A, like, what? He's <laughs> like, Yeah. I thought about it for a while. I used to be, I'm going to go do this. Um, what? Okay. I think my favorite thing to this day still, I don't remember what we were doing, but I think I was like, again, I think I was shoving food in my face and Brett just nonchalantly says, so today I saw a dead body and then I did this thing and I'm just like, wait, hold up. You saw a dead body? And he's like, yeah, you know what? I, like, that's what I mean. Nonchalant oh. shit that he talks about. He brings up major things nonchalantly. So, so, so that, so that happened on the side of the street, right across the street from at an apartment complex, where I had like glass doors, and I was a luxury concierge for that apartment complex, and I was able to see what was going on on the other side of the street. So that's sketchy part of town. Yeah. Okay. It wasn't a sketchy part of town. It's just all of downtown Denver is kind of sketchy. <laughs> okay. 
Um, but yes, to Brett's credit, he that's like who he is. Is he just like does that? So I get thrown off a lot. Anyways, I am going to talk about, I don't know what to talk about. Five steps to maybe nonchalantly <laughs> giving big news. Maybe that's what you should talk about. <laughs> that's, that's something I need to work on. <laughs> Five you, steps. You, you, you know like how you get a huge news headline? Uh-huh. Like, that's like blue, blue, blue. Like, that's me, but imagine that news headline would be, this be like a ad in like your inbox for an email. <laughs> it's like, oh, this happened today. <laughs> and you're just like, what? What? I think that should be your five steps today is how to like make nonchalant news <laughs> delivered nonchalantly and big news delivered yeah, in a big, big way. Right. Yes. Yes. I will come back to that topic. Okay. But I think it is very important to cover... The brick wall in your journeys. The brick wall in your changes of life. So, for example, you're a smoker. You quit smoking. Three weeks goes by. Man, I'm really craving that cigarette. Boom, brick wall. What are you going to do? You go and climb that freaking wall? Or are you going to turn back and be trapped in another brick wall and go and grab that cigarette? So, the thing is... Is that how do we get over that brick wall? How do we always over, like how do a lot of us when it's come to breaking a habit, making a change, that we just want to run back into our comfort zone and be like, I want to go hug my teddy bear. Mm -hmm. Well, at that point, you can make all the physical actions, you can make all everything that you do in real life, but there's one aspect that we always forget about. There's one idea that we always don't understand. And that is the mental aspect. That is the reason why we are facing a brick wall when we're quitting something, changing our life for the better and things like that. It's because we've been doing one bad habit for so long or we've been living life for so long in one way that was deemed unhealthy by a professional, was deemed not suitable for living a long, fulfilled life, and things like that. And then all of a sudden we have to make those changes, and boom, we get three weeks, four weeks into those changes, and we're confronted with a brick wall, and we run away. And we want to run away from this brick wall as much as possible. So the thing is, we got to understand that we have to do the mental work in our mental health per se not saying that you facing this brick wall is a sign of mental illness not saying that but mental health is just having a good spiritual belief system within yourself that's how i see it that's what helped me move along from this brick wall so step one you gotta acknowledge yourself you gotta acknowledge what's wrong and be confronted with yourself in a mirror or such and say this is what's going on be truthful to yourself don't lie to yourself the worst thing anyone can ever do is lie to yourself because that's just going to make you want to run away further. Step two, you got to start believing in yourself. 
No one else is going to hold your hand and climb that brick wall because no one else sees that brick wall. Because everyone else has their own brick walls. So you got to believe in yourself because you're the only one that's going to be able to climb that shit. So look in the mirror. Take a journal. Figure out a reason why you're not believing in yourself. And then go figure that out. Ask the question. Why am I not believing in myself? What happened in my life up to this point to make it where there's points in my life where you can't believe in yourself? And then start weeding out, all right, what are the steps I need to take to start believing in myself? Step three. Don't get discouraged. Don't worry about failure. If you believe, in, if you do step one and two, you're going to realize that as long as you have a positive outcome in life, you're going to be able to get through it. And you're also going to be able to climb any brick wall you face. And it's going to be hard. I know you want that cigarette. I know you want that ounce of booze. I know you want that cake. I know you want that cheesecake. I know it's free pizza Friday where you work at and I know you want a slice. I've been there. So, step four, morality. Write down your moral goals, your moral code. Get a code for yourself in life. If you write down a code that you want to live by and follow that code thoroughly, it could be based off whatever. It could be based off your political allegiance. It could be based off of your religious views, whatever. It could be based off of some... Uh, so it could partially be based off of some celebrity you follow or some personal trainer, football star, no matter what. What makes you you as a moral human being, write down a code for that. Understand what you live by. And that will help you face any challenges in your life. And step five, the stuff that you're learning to get through a brick wall in your life, teach it to other people. Because the most impactful thing you can do for yourself is to learn that stuff for yourself. And in order for you to learn it, you got to teach it. And in order for you to teach it, you got to live by it. So teaching it gives you a powerful aspect of holding yourself accountable to live that certain lifestyle. For example, if you're learning how to quit, teach someone else who's also learning how to quit. Teach them how to overcome that brick wall after that first month of not having a cigarette, or any addiction. Teach other people. Because if you learn it, you can't, in order for you to learn something, you have to teach it. So if you don't teach it, you can't live by it. Therefore, teach it to live by it. And Morgan, is there anything else you have to say? Nope. No. Been, been mind bleeped again. I'm sorry. Been mind bleeped again. That's all. Okay. I'm I'm good. So, no matter if it's a, no matter how you can deal with sudden changes, or no matter how many brick walls is put in front of you in front of those changes, there's always tools you can have to overcome. And be the best version of yourself. So go out there today, teach someone 
how to climb their brick wall while you teach yourself and live a life fulfilled. I'm Morgan. And I'm Brent. Thanks for listening. Continue to find ways to live life fulfilled. And thank you for listening to the Self-Help Shark Network.